Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. in charge here what the rules are welcome to walkers and talkers episode 202 jamie can you believe it we are only 98 episodes away from episode 300 give it up yes <laughs> only 98 yes <laughs> welcome uh, i'm david brody from elvis in the morning show that of course is jamie from light fm and we've got a review of the mid third season finale so 11, part A, the A block is done. A block, yes. People people are so confused. I've seen it called the season finale, the mid-season finale. Not a lot of uh, news sources have gotten it right. But we are here to get it right. <laughs> uh, and uh, j- forgive Jamie, she's got Legionnaire's disease. What do you got? Uh, yeah, something like that. So my voice is... Bubonic um, plague? It's a little funky today. I apologize. <laughs> Rheumatoid arthritis, something like that. <laughs> Some virus. Her ass is not broken, which is good. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, go back and listen to episodes, I don't know, 50 to 100. Somewhere in there, I think Jamie broke her ass. I literally tore it. <laughs> she did. Okay, so we have a lot of news. I'm going to go easy on Jamie. Keep her stories to a minimum Thank because you. she's all poor thing there. <laughs> okay, so big news. The Walking Dead anthology spinoff series, Tales of the Walking Dead, is officially green-lighted or green-lit by AMC and it'll premiere summer of 2022. So Ooh. it'll be six episodes, each an hour long, each a standalone episode, and they will focus on new and formally established characters set in the world of the original Walking Dead series. So, Jamie, we're going to see new characters, which is fine, but who who would you want to see that is no longer with us, or maybe is with us, 
well, the show's going to end around the same time. But who would you like to see a standalone episode, a little backstory? Ooh, I would like to see one on Aaron. On Aaron? Yeah. You mean when he was boring, quiet, and had Eric as his boyfriend? I'm kind of curious about him a little bit. All right, I'm not. I, also Pope. Well, yeah, yeah. I would, he crazy. He crazy. I would like to see like the Reapers, at, you know, in, in combat or at least when the war first broke out and they were killing people. Also Beta. Beta, yeah, as a country western singer? Yeah, I want to see that. All right, because we already saw his history. But but I want to see like him up on stage. Okay, you just want to see Ryan Hurst. That's not I do. Okay, really okay. Walking, All right, you related. found me out. <laughs> I, think, I think Eastman is scheduled to be one of the episodes, or, or at least it was a rumor he might be. The guy who trained Morgan to use his stick. I just, really quick, so do you know the show Big Sky on ABC? You love that show, and he's on it. Yes, and do you I know what's very podcast. interesting, though? So he was on that. He's on that show. Spoiler: His character was killed off. He came back as his twin brother, and his his thing on that show now that just premiered this week is the exact stick that Eastman holds, and he uses it uses it as a weapon on wow. Big Sky, just like Eastman. I was like, oh, I think that's a nod. So I'm not going to say what I just saw in the movies. <gasps> well, okay. I'm I'm sorry. It wasn't in the movie. Well, it was in the movies, and it was on HBO Max. If that's a that's a clue, but okay. a character dies. And then the rest of the movie, you deal with his twin brother you didn't know he had. So the actor what? gets to keep the job. No, he knew he oh. had it. We didn't know. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. Well, no different than what you just told me. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I just thought it's I the love same it. thing. It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did see James Bond, No Time to Die. And I was reminded that Rami Malik was good in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. And he was that. very good in Mr. Robot. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I definitely saw both. But this movie Rhapsody. reminded me I liked him in those movies. Okay. I don't like him in this one. And really? I don't like him in anything I've seen after Bohemian Rhapsody. He was really? okay in Night at the Museum because he played a weird guy. <laughs> I, I, I just, eh. So here's what I'll say about, about the Bond film. It was two hours and 40-something minutes. It was long. It seems like it should have been three hours and 30 minutes, three and a half hours. Oh, wow. And that they cut out a lot of good parts. And that they cut out plot points because there's a lot going on in that movie. And this is a Walking Dead podcast. I apologize. But there's a lot going on in that movie where you go, I don't understand why that other guy would do that. What, what was, why would he care? And why would he? So I'm, no spoilers. I'm not giving anything away. It just seems like they took out the explanation parts. Does that make hmm. sense? Yeah. But don't get there late because the opening 15 minutes is, is fantastic. Really? Okay, that that's on my list. Well, okay, this is uh, this is movie related. We could talk about movies here on the, on the uh, Walking yeah. Dead podcast. We're in our we're in our third no we're in our one yeah third centennial of episodes right third century. No, yes, that century. No, yeah, third. Yeah, right. Third century zero the hundred and then the two hundredth. Yeah, third century. So I was running late to the movies, and my friend Uh-oh. bought the tickets, and the movie started. Oh, let's say at nine o'clock on a weekend. Okay. And my nav said 918. So I said, look, go in, leave my ticket at the front with whoever, ticket taker, whoever, or just tell them whatever. Tell them my name and I'll I'll check in and just go. And if I'm late, I'm late. You'll tell me what I missed. And I didn't want to be late because I know, I knew that the the opening scene was going to be extravagant. Oh. I got into my seat at 925. (gasps) The trailers were still going. Stop. Are you serious? Yes. I mean, rarely am I serious, but I'm serious. But that's that's a lot of trailers. A lot of Thanks. trailers. So I still trailer saw a couple guy. of trailers. Oh, we'll talk about Trailer Guy this week. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So let me tell you what else is going on. In The Walking Dead this season, season 11, 
you're going to see, especially in the first eight episodes that were filmed during the hardcore part of the pandemic or the initial part when they started filming again, a lot of digital enhancements have been made to the walkers and large crowds. Wow. Because they couldn't have a lot of people crammed together. Yeah. Some of the masks are screen printed. So I guess they like put the ink and the blood and the coloring. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So Angela Kang says, anytime you're seeing stuff with crowds, even when it's human crowds at the Commonwealth, there's often digital enhancement happening that we wouldn't always have done normally. Interesting. That's Uh fascinating. Behind the scenes. Behind, in fact, yes, behind the scenes. (laughs) This is big. Angela, I don't want to, you know what, I'm going to save this because it's an Angela Kang comment about the episode. Remind Remind me when we talk about Right after Pope is killed, spoiler, Pope is killed. Oh, spoiler. Angela commented on what happened next, and I want to talk about that later. <gasps> okay. Okay. Insider.com, my good friend who I've never met, Kirsten Acuna, interviewed <laughs> Angela Kang about Sebastian, Pamela Milton's son, who I told you plays a big role in the comics. And she asked yes. her, just like he is in the comics, he's obnoxious, but you can't do an exact adaptation of his comic arc, which I mentioned because the people involved aren't on the show anymore. Yes, he used to say that. She said, should we expect his story to follow a lot of the comic or no? I guess I'm wondering, why introduce Sebastian if his comic foil is no longer on the show? Hmm. Should our heroes, who aren't the person that was uh, being referenced, be concerned about being in scenes with him? I'm not sure how much you guys are veering away from the comics. Angela Kang responded, just because a certain person is out of the picture, you can't do an exact adaptation of it, but we really love Sebastian and his shittiness. So there's <laughs> definitely going to be an arc for his character. He's clearly an antagonist. Oh, completely. Already he is. Yeah. So he, even if he doesn't do the thing he did or he does something similar, he's still going to be a vital asshole to the plot. He's still a shitty person. He's a shitty person. <laughs> exactly. You know what, Jamie? I'm going to give you a voice a break. You don't have anything. Did you have anything? No, you didn't because you sent me your stories. I just did them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. I forgot Sorry you gave me the two voice. stories already, the spinoff <laughs> story and the uh, the uh, the shittiness uh, Sebastian story. Yes. So, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm like, I knew you had stories, but you gave them to me. I did them. My bad. I stole no them, even though you That's wanted fine. me to. You <laughs> didn't want me to. Actually, you did me a favor. Tell the audience you wanted me to. Otherwise, they're going to be like, oh, he stole. He stole. I didn't steal. No. No I, steal. It helped me out. Okay. I don't want to sound like Jerry Seinfeld. There's no steal. There's no steal. No steal. No steal. <laughs> All right, so a lot came out this week. If you have uh, AMC Plus, you've got the Walking Dead, the finale, but the mid-season part one finale. Yes. World Beyond episodes two and three are Ooh. available, and Fear came out already. A lot came out. I have. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So Next. <laughs> I, I have not watched episode three of World Beyond, and I have not watched Fear yet. So just watching episode two of World Beyond, which I'm hoping to do in our bonus episode this week, if we have time. If not, what we'll do is we'll review it next week late. And I apologize, but it's just, it's a hectic week and poor Jamie's not feeling well. I apologize. Yes. Did you like the World Beyond episode? Um, it was a little slow, but it was, you, I feel like you kind of needed some of that story. Yeah. And I feel like with such a small cast, none of the stars of the show can die yet. No, not yet. Yeah. It's too small. Right. Even group. though it's only a two-season show, I feel like one of the sisters may die. They may all die. You know, like wipe them all out, which is why the show doesn't continue. Yeah. You know, dying for the cause or something. I don't know. Like shutting down CRM, blowing the place up with them in it. Something heroic. They deserve it. 
CRM? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about The Walking Dead. Okay. We'll talk about uh, Talking Dead because there was a bombshell announced unofficially by Scott and Gimple. Scott and Gimple. Okay. The Walking Dead episode for Blood. We're uh, at Meridian and the Reapers are watching Maggie's herd of walkers circling in a weird pattern. They say they've never seen that before. And Pope says, there's a reason for everything. And he asks Daryl if he ever saw anything like that. Anything like that with the rotters. He calls them rotters. He doesn't miss a beat, Pope, no. man. He's like, I, something's up, and I'm not just mm. buying it. Although he misses Daryl's lies completely. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So Daryl says some lies that he saw some walkers act like that in the south somewhere, which is a way to explain it and go, no, sometimes they do that, which... You're the only one that's ever seen them do that, apparently. I was going to say, yeah, sometimes they do that. Okay. Daryl volunteers to lead them away. He's like, I've done that before. I'll lead them away. And Carver says, uh, well, that's less balls, meaning like Carver wanted to fight him. And oh. Pope says to them, Too we're going to do we're going to do this his way, Daryl's way. And then says, Wells should do it. Sacrificial Wells. Yes. Daryl's like, I, I want to go. He says, no, he can handle it. And uh, and I said to myself, uh, no, no, he can't. No, he can't. <laughs> He's not going to be able to, we know he's going to die. Thanks, trailer guy. We saw him surrounded by walkers. I know. And they don't have a mic. They don't have a motorcycle to, to lead them away. And apparently they have no vehicles to lead them away. Nothing. Not a you horse. Would, you would think they had something. Gosh. Nothing. A bicycle or something. So he leads them into the woods down a very narrow path for some reason. Why you wouldn't lead them into the woods where you could like duck away. You're down a path where they have to follow you. Right. And they're going to see you if you try to get away. So... He's on the walkie-talkie, and he says, everything's good. Everything's good. They're following me. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, very cocky for a moment there. Yes, and just as he starts to get cocky, another herd comes up from behind him because Maggie and Egan are leading the two halves. Now, how he didn't see the other half circle back around and cut him off, I don't know. Also, he had left and right to just run, and he didn't. (laughs) Right, why he didn't run run to the other side, run into the forest, get away. Exactly. So for some reason... He doesn't run away, and he thinks he can kill them all by himself. I don't think so. Too many there. He killed Too many about walkers in the herd. Yeah, he killed about six of them, and then he got he got uh, Jesus. Not not yes. The, oh Jesus my god! The character. I said the same thing. I was watching it, and I said to my mom, "I'm like, oh my god!" Just like when Jesus died, they, but not like not the like Jesus, Jesus. But uh, yeah. yeah, our uh, whisperers stabbed the crap out of him and threw him to the walkers, and they ate him. Ooh. That was bad death. And then Negan and Maggie walk away like, yeah, badass Negan and Maggie. <laughs> so that was before the credits. Come back after the credits. There's a storm in Alexandria, but of course there is. And it's a bad storm. Badass storm. <laughs> badass storm. Of course, the door to the house. Now, this is where I have to call bullshit. Now, there's people in all the houses, right? Yeah. Right? There's a lot of people in Alexandria. Decent amount. They might Like Jerry's family must be in a house, right? There's other people. But we only see the house that has a bad door. And they say there's a bad door. And Magna goes, oh, yeah, the door's, the door's rotting away. Well, first of all, how's the door rotting away? These are new. Uh, relatively, like, these are news, new houses. It's new construction. How's the door rotting away? But even if it was, if you knew the door was rotting away, why wouldn't you all play like the little piggies and run to the next house? <laughs> right? Why wouldn't you just go to Jerry's house? Go to Jerry's house where there's a solid door. Jerry! Yeah, why would you stay there with the broken door? I don't I don't get that. So the wind blows the door open and a tree limb comes through the window and they see a piece of the wall of Alexandria flying down the street. Rut row. At, at, at that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, you like that? That's, <laughs> that was really good. It's better than my walkers. I, I do Scooby. <laughs> yeah, a reason, a, a rinse. 
<laughs> okay. Wow. R- Ruby Rack. I'm an only child. I just sat in front of the TV and did cartoon voices. You know that. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I did Scooby and I oh gee Scoob and I do uh, a Grover. You know, this is near. Oh, I love Grover. He's my and favorite. This is far. <laughs> this is near. And this he's, is far. He's my favorite Sesame Street. He's character. my favorite too. You know, you, oh, you probably know this. People listening super know this. Grover. The voice, the voice actor and original puppet of Grover, Frank Oz, is. I, we've talked about this, haven't we? Is also the have. voice actor for Miss Piggy and Yoda. Yes, yes, you did say that right. one time. It's coming back. Right, to so me you now. can do Grover, you can do Miss Piggy, and <laughs> you can do Yoda. It's wow. Because ba- it's very slight variations of Frank yeah. Oz. Oh my God, I love it. So there you go. So the, back to the Reapers. They can't get Wells on the walkie because Maggie and Negan took the walkie. He did. He did. Leah wants to go after him, and Pope says it's no use. He's already dead. Pope don't care. Pope don't care about anybody. <laughs> Are you not ashamed? Are you not ashamed? He actually he's, he cares, but he doesn't really care. Yeah, he really doesn't give him. He right. decaps right now. Leah says she sees Wells uh, often kill dozens of rotters at a time, and Pope says they didn't kill him. She did. My enemy. Ah, oh, damn. He was on it. Yeah. Shit real Leah fast. then realizes what just happened and says, You knew she was out there and you sent Wells out there to die? He says, He was a soldier. And she says he was family, which is a constant theme with her, by the way. Very much so. Pope says, God decided his fate. And she says, no, you did. Like, don't blame, don't pull this God card on me. You sent them out there. He says, Leah has an awful lot to say since her boyfriend arrived. Pope says to her, because of my brother's bravery, we now know the enemy's close and they will not escape this time. You couldn't figure out the enemy was close. You couldn't figure out the horde of walkers coming at you. Seriously, right? Yeah. Back at Alexandria, Aaron says they need three teams. One to put out the fire that's burning by the windmill. One to repair the wall, which I don't know how you do that in a storm with walkers coming through it. Too hard. And one team to protect everyone in the house, the kids and whatnot. And there's a woman that I didn't recognize, so I thought she'd be dead. That's Barbara. Barbara is an original Alexandrian who, when they arrived, she said, oh, I was hoping you guys had a dentist with you. Oh, my. I can't even place her. Isn't that terrible? She had redder hair. And oh, red hair, red, red shirt. Hair. Yeah, yeah. But not quite a red and shirt. Allegedly, she according long. to the article I read, she's been in 20 episodes. What? So she may, maybe she dies protecting Judith and Gracie. But Barbara. how much longer can she stay on? Seriously. And Diane, too. Yeah. And Diane, and, and what's it? Diane was, Diane was from Alexandria? She was with the kingdom, I think. And she. Oh, kingdom. 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 She was kingdom. Kingdom. You know who's been around, also who's been around a long time from Alexandria? Is uh, Sinequa Martin Green's husband? Yes, he has been around. What's a his long name? Time. I cannot remember right now. It's Scott. He played Scott. Okay. Yeah, he's still alive. He, he can't possibly make it to the end of season eleven, right? He's got to go. Maybe he flies under the radar. I mean, they've kept him around this long. Exactly. Judith says she wants to go and help. I want to go help, right, little brat? And Carol tells does. her to stay, and she says, "I'm not afraid." And Carol says, "I need you to stay with the kids and keep them safe and make them not afraid." That is the equivalent of Carl stay in the house. Oh, yeah. Judith had to look on her face like, you're treating me like a little child. On the flip side, Gracie says, she doesn't want Aaron to go. She's scared. Oh, yeah. She didn't want daddy to leave. Right. So Judith offers to stay with Gracie, which is what, that's what they wanted her to do. Because Gracie's not the smartest. Gracie's, uh, we'll see that. Gracie's so pretty. <laughs> Gracie's oh, so pretty. so pretty. Right. She's not the smartest. I have a feeling, I, you know, I'd hate for anything to happen to her. Then Aaron comes back and something oh happened God. to Gracie. Oh, God, I hope not. He would be destroyed. He's lost everybody. I don't think you could kill Gracie. 
I think the last time you killed little girls was look at the flowers, uh, right? I'm thinking, yeah. Oh, and uh, right, look at the flowers was way after Carol's daughter. Oh yeah, Carol's daughter was season two. Right. Well, look at the flowers was four, five, five look, because look it was at the flowers, Lizzie. Four. Yeah, Lizzie's dead, by the way, and so is her sister. Spoiler. Spoiler. A scout comes back for the Reapers and tells them the Rodders are all gone. And Pope says, but she's not. And then asks Daryl what he knows about Maggie. Again, he says, not much. Pope says to him, then why am I keeping you around? And Daryl says, you said God chose me. Like, uh, remember that whole God thing? That was a pretty good answer. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. Yeah. Pope tells Daryl a story about how he took in a stray dog. And the thing about stray dogs is they will either lick your hand or bite it. Daryl says, don't worry, I'm not going to lick you. And Pope laughs. He says, well, one day the dog bit me and it hurt like hell. And it wasn't very pleasant when I had to strangle him to death. He My tells, God, the visual. And he tells Daryl, don't bite me either. <laughs> I laughed out loud yeah, at this. Daryl says, <laughs> Maggie's a great shot. And that's how she probably took out Wells. She usually has a lookout in the trees. Uh, so that's all a lie. We don't know Maggie's a great shot. We don't know. We don't, he doesn't know Maggie's a great he shot. He also said, don't worry, I'm not going to lick you either. <laughs> he, he did, yeah. Well, he didn't lick him, though. No, it's just so funny the way he said it. <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me that? Or are you just repeating it? No, I'm just saying that's what he said to Pope. Right, I said he said that. Oh, I, oh, I didn't hear you say it. Yeah, I said it. That's why I said Pope laughed. Oh, sorry, I missed that. That's okay. You're that? You're right there? I'm a little under the weather. I'm fine. I'm just hallucinating. That's okay. You're like uh, you're like uh, Hope from last week. Yeah. Yeah. The whole scene was a hallucination. There's a little redheaded girl right. standing under my face. With that, the herd comes back. Pope laughs and says, "Maggie." He says she, but he means Maggie. Has figured out a way to turn the dead against the living, which is weird because the dead are already against the living. But he means like use them as a weapon. Yes, exactly. Daryl asked how strong the fences are, and he says strong enough but they won't get that far and explosives landmines start going off. Some walkers are blown to bits, but obviously the leads of the show aren't. Uh, nope. And I thought at this point, I'm like, Daryl's probably semi shooting his pants right now. Right. Cause he's like, Oh my God, my friends are out he's there. He's like, Oh shit. But on the other hand, he's seen them. the show. He knows they're not going to get hurt. Yeah. Gracie tells Judith. She wishes she was more like her because she's never scared. And Judith Aww. says, I'm scared. Sometimes you can use fear. The way you run faster when you're scared, it also makes you fight better. I'm thinking to myself, it's going to get Gracie killed. You're going to pump her up with a lot of false bravado. Oh, no. And you're going to get her killed. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that seems like that's what you're doing. Like, Judith, let her be afraid. Virgil tells Judith that her mom would be proud of her. And when she asked where her mom went, he says, I don't know. Now, did he tell Judith she went to look for Rick? No, I don't think so. Right. He still hasn't told her. He, no, she, and I was like, what are you not saying anything for? Although I think if he tells Judith that she went to look for Rick, she'd have every reason to kill him. Because if he tells anyone else, they'll leave. Like Uncle Daryl will go looking. They'll all leave. Right, and she doesn't want him to do that. So he might say like, shut your mouth. Don't say, <laughs> ixnay on the, on the Rick thing. Don't shut a. Shut up on the, on the, on the, what was it she calls him? The, 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 the good man? She calls Virgil that? No, she calls Rick. The, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's a throwback. Um, she doesn't call him her father. Oh, I think it's the good man. It doesn't matter. Don't tweet it. Something I, like I'll, that. I'll Google it later. Anyway, uh, Judith says she wishes her mom was there, and Virgil says she is. The way you hold your sword, the way you're willing to run into the storm, the way you help the other kids, and you can bet wherever she is, you are with her. 
Okay, Disney Channel. All right. You know what? I thought that for a minute. I'm like, all right, this is kind of sap. Right. It was very world beyond. Very. <laughs> I actually had that in my head, too. I'm like, this is a little Disney, yeah. yeah. A walker reaches through the window and grabs Gracie, and Judith cuts his hand off. She and Virgil kill the two walkers by the window. So Gracie is safe for the moment. For the moment. Back Keyword. to the Reapers, Pope gives some insane speech about how every war has sacrifice, and they are still there, and they will win. They are the chosen ones. Blah, blah, blah. At some point, I'm like, shut up. He likes to hear himself talk. You're the chosen ones, but your people are dropping like flies, dude. <laughs> You're a leader. You killed your own guy in the fire after he let another guy die. Then, then Father Gabriel killed the guy nobody even mentions. Oh, God. Right, nobody mentions that guy. <laughs> uh, because Father Gabriel cut that guy's neck, right? Cut his throat. Stabbed the hell yeah. out of him. Yeah, in the woods. So it wasn't the same guy from the shopping mall. No. So that's a, that's a plot hole right there. That's like the James Bond movie where they just took out something. You're like, whoa, what happened? What's going <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, where's the explanation? Daryl spots uh, what looks like two people in, in uh, Whisperer masks, which turn out to be Maggie and Father Gabriel, yes. in the herd going off to the side. So Daryl goes and walks the perimeter of the fence where he thinks Maggie and Father Gabriel are, and he runs into his old cigarette buddy, the guy who was by the supply shack. Yep. And he says, hey, man, you want a cigarette? They got to know her. Like, oh, I'm walking the perimeter. They told me to walk the perimeter. Yeah. They, they told me to come here. No, they didn't. And nobody notices he walked off or where he went. They only notice when he comes back, right? Oh, my God. So he the offers scene. the guy another cigarette. And the guy's like, yeah, I, I, I quit. How many times have I quit? I got to quit again. Uh, you're addicting me to these cigarettes again. And Daryl's uh, like, what does it matter? Come on. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> smoke it up. The guy smokes, goes to take smoke a cigarette. And Daryl deliberately drops the matches. And when the guy goes to pick him up, Daryl takes out his serrated knife and stabs him in the neck. Damn, right in the jugular. And then throws the body over the fence. Daryl tells uh, Maggie and Father Gabriel which way to go. Daryl breaks the lock off the ammunition. Do- no, the uh, the building that they have to go into. Yes. So they can get in. So they can, yeah. A uh, landmine goes off and Negan and Elijah are hit with shrapnel. And of course, Elijah is hit worse. I know. he's not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, no, he's not. Poor guy's gotten hung, and he's gotten Poor shrapnel. Man. No, not that kind of hung, Jamie. No, no, I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Yeah, again, not that kind. <laughs> so Daryl comes back holding arrows, and Leah says, where have you been? He goes, oh, I was going to get some arrows. But she didn't say, he didn't tell anybody he was going to get arrows. So for this, I had to, uh, I had to put the subtitles on. Again, because they mumble, the subtitles are still a second and a half, roughly, ahead of the action. Really? It's, it's horrible. So, when, like when Maggie's in the car, she's going to start the car, she's going to hotwire the car. Yeah. And the, the Reaper walks by, she's still fuddling, fumbling under the car, and it says, car starts. <laughs> it <didn't> start. <laughs> car starts. <laughs> so, here's what Pope was saying to Leah at that point. He says, tell them to get ready, to, to ready the watcha. The watcha. But he says, tell him to ready the watcha. I know. I could. I rewound it three times. I'm like, what the hell is he saying? Right. It was one He's of three or four scenes where you could not make out what they were mumbling. Yeah, they were Maggie mumbling. mumbled to Father Gabriel when they first came in through the garbage hole. So I had to put the subtitles on there, too. So the watcha is that weapon. It's a uh, multi-rocket or arrow launcher. Firework-looking thing. Yeah. Daryl has no idea what a watcha is. And <laughs> Leah says, that's how we're going to end this thing. Well, I don't know if there's enough rockets there to end this thing, but okay. 
But that was bad. Maggie confirms that the Father Gabriel knows where he's going. Right? Second floor, make a left, blah, blah. She says, go get the food, and then we'll get out of here. How is he single-handedly supposed to carry all that food alone? I don't know. I do not have a clue how, like, what, like a, a sack of food? That's what I was doing. I'm like, well, what the hell is he getting? For all those people, the whole community, you single-handedly, sir, are supposed to get all this? I don't know. And they have no mode of transportation. She hadn't hot-wired the car yet. No. All right. So Maggie and Father Gabriel come up through the, a garbage hole, and he says, it smells awful. And she says, which you, I had to put the captioning on, something to the effect of, this is all the crap they can't use. It's, it's garbage. That's why it smells so bad. That's why nobody's here. So I guess that was like the unwanted food they haven't thrown out yet. Yeah. Down the chute that just come out of. Let's take a break. We'll get back to Rosita going going ham, so to speak. <laughs> oh, she did. She did. And we'll do that. We'll come back right after this. Hey, it's Sarah Wayne Callies. I played Lori on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Be safe, everybody. And stay in the house like Carl should have. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. The door, the rusted out door, the rotted out door, rather, is not holding up well, as, as, as predicted. So Rosita says, I'm going to go buy us some time. And she grabs her weapon, which is a flat spike. It's just like a chainsaw blade. Yeah, that's what, like, it looks like a chainsaw blade with a handle or something. And there's a lot of walkers on the porch. She kills all of them. Then she sees more approaching the porch and jumps in like, I'm going, like, Rosita. Damn. Badass Rosita. She's fighting like Iris now on uh, World Beyond. She's a badass. That's how badass she is. She's almost Iris level. <laughs> she comes back in a couple of minutes later. The door opens and she's sort of like almost silhouetted. Yeah. And strikes a superhero pose. You know, like a, like a horror movie like stance. 
It did look very like a horror movie stance. Like, I just got him. I just killed them all. You know, like, a, like a Clint Eastwood 1970s kind of. That's exactly what it yeah, looked like. They're all dead. Some kind of catchphrase. You know, I saw them and then I sawed them. Oh, God. I wish she said that. Oh, great. I just, I just made that up. So that's amazing. Somebody else could have thought of it. Okay. Father Gabriel is limping around upstairs in that building. He finds a secret compartment in a closet. They never show again what was in the closet, in case you're wondering. Remember, Meridian used to be Maggie's group's place. Yes. That secret door in that room, Maggie hid the rifle that Father Gabriel has later. Oh, I was wondering what was in there. Right. It wasn't food. They made it look like that's where the food was hidden, but why would you hide food in the closet if you're the Reapers? So what was in the closet? It was the weapon. Now, they probably didn't have time to take the weapon because they got chased out. But why didn't they use the weapon to protect themselves? Huh? You think, yeah, you'd think they would. And how did the Reapers get in over the wall? And how did they get out? I, I need to see so that So many episode. questions. So many questions. Okay. The Hwacha has hundreds of steel-tipped <laughs> arrows with explosives on them. Daryl asks Leah if she believes that God chose them. Like, do you believe that muckety-muck that he's talking about? She says, he gave us something to believe in. Thanks, Poison. We had nothing to hold on to. He gave us something. And Daryl says, well, what about now? She says, doesn't matter what I believe now. And he says, it matters to me because I love you. He, <laughs> he didn't say that, but his eyes said it. She gets googly eyes for him and says, do you ever think about what it would have been like if we never left the cabin? And clearly he does. He thinks about it all the time. Now, at that point, did you think, okay, she's she's going to be back with Daryl soon? For a hot second, I thought, mm, what's happening here? Are you playing her? Are you trying to get her to be nostalgic and reminisce? And I was like, but I think it's a tactical move. Well, I think it was tactical. But she seemed to like, oh, do you ever wonder what it would have been like? Yeah, all the time. Because you're hot and he could have been having sex with you. But instead, <laughs> he's getting his friends killed by your maniac friends. Oh, man. I wasn't sure how she meant this is what I mean. Leah says, it's hard to watch the people you love change, especially when the people they love are hurting. It sounds like she meant Leah's watching her people die, but I think she also means, did she mean Daryl is watching his friends die? Did she think Daryl's friends were dying out there, that she thinks Daryl knows they're out there? and that I think it could be both, because Daryl's changed and his people are dying right. and her people are dying. She looks at him like she's going to say something important to him. And of course, the walkie-talkie goes off. That is the new side impact bullshit, by the way. The walkie-talkie... <laughs> walkie-talkie Convenient bullshit. timing bullshit. And I'm telling you now, they did it on World Beyond. We'll talk about it, maybe, if we do another episode. <laughs> there was walkie-talkie timing bullshit. The writers are like, you know what we'll do? We'll have the walkie-talkies go off at the right moment. At the exact time, every time. Daryl stops Leah, who's about to walk off, and says, I have something to tell you. He just blurts. He's a blurter. I know. What in the wood, Daryl? He says, there are people down there with the walkers. My people. They're here for the food you took, and they just want it back. There are people back home that will starve without it. They are good people with families. You can't let them die like this. So now, not only is she saying the people that have been murdering your friends, they're here. I'm friends with them, and they're coming to take back the food so your friends can starve. And they're my family now. <laughs> So then she says, you lied to me. And he says, to protect my family. I'm sure you can understand that. Oh, yeah. She understands it. Oh, she does. She says, Carver told me not to trust you, but I wanted to so badly. What do you think is going to happen when Pope finds out? And he says, Pope doesn't need to know. I'm Daryl. I'm hot. You can, <laughs> you can come with me. Yeah. So then Pope comes out onto the roof 
Perfect Pope timing. The two of them look awfully guilty, and Pope says, oh my, what are you two talking about? Oh, they did look super guilty. They look like they just did it or something. And Leah says, family. And Pope says, ain't nothing more important. It's the only real thing we got left in this world. Then Pope says to Daryl, when this is done, I want you to find that woman and bring her to me. Meaning Maggie. Uh-oh. And Leah is staring him down and not saying anything. Cut to Maggie. She gets in a pickup truck and she can't find a key. So she hotwires it. And that's when the closed captioning says, the car starts. <laughs> car starts. Uh, Reaper walks by, but I already know the car starts. <laughs> now, Maggie is in the middle of nowhere, right? She's behind a building. Nobody's there. A Reaper comes by coincidentally, even though there's a herd of walkers coming by the gate. He's back there doing what? Right? What's he there for? She starts the car, which has been sitting there for a hundred years. Till this guy walks by and the engine starts up. The Reaper jumps on the pickup truck, right? Before she can get away. And of course he falls off the truck. He's not a hero. (laughs) He's not a hero. (laughs) She drives the truck at a relatively fast rate of speed points it towards the gate and jumps out at the last second so the walkers can get in the breached walls. That was pretty smart of her. That's a pretty badass move. She badass. Again, for some reason, the handful of Reapers think they can fight the Horde and kill them one at a time. Pope orders his man on the roof to fire the arrows from the Huacha into the courtyard. So Leah says, "Hey, hey, hey, man, our people are down there. And he says, I'm well aware. But we can't let the enemy know our plans and we can't retreat. Yeah, you can. Tell your men to run on the count of three after you lit the fuse and they'll run and they'll be like, wait, why are those guys running? If he's a tactical expert, he could have figured that out. Yeah, they're all military. If he says run, you run. She says, please call our people back. And he says, God will protect them. And she says, what if he doesn't? So then typical, I don't have an answer. I can't explain the Lord kind of thing. He says, then it's their time to die. You're sending them to die. You are. Pope is snapped. Right. It's not God saying yes or no. He's playing God. Right. Okay. She says, you can't kill them. And he says, I can. The Lord speaks through me. That's when it's time to go. This one I was like, oh shit. This man is truly deranged. He says, you don't question the Lord. You don't question me. When you think you're the the word of God, you gotta go. It is now your time. The guy lights the fuse on the arrows on the... (laughs) Daryl pulls out his double knives. Pope turns around like he's going to fight him. And Leah runs up and stabs him in the neck. Shit. This was a big stab him in the neck episode. This is a big Cigarette guy got it in the neck. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right? Pope got it in the neck. I'm sorry. So here's where there's a problem. The guy who lit the huacha starts to run at Leah and Daryl. Now, do you think he was going to kill Daryl or Leah or both? I think both because they both were in on it. Yeah. So Daryl throws a knife at him and hits him in the shoulder. Ooh. I guess he killed him. I think we're to believe he killed him. I think he did too. Daryl cuts the fuse to keep the arrows from going off. So the, at the moment, the huacha has been deactivated. <laughs> Love when you say that. You do? Do you now? (laughs) Angela Kang was asked if Daryl didn't throw that knife into one of Leah's Reaper brothers after she killed Pope, do you think she still would have turned on Daryl? And Angela Kang said, Daryl made a strategic mistake by killing a Reaper in front of Leah. Sure, 
Leah does kill Pope, and Dowell was right about Pope. Leah was at a place where she was willing to help because she saw Pope was too far gone. So Leah wasn't taking Daryl's side. At least she might have, but once he killed the guy in front of her, she said when he threw the knife into the heart uh, to Enchetta's heart, I guess he, he hit him in the heart, it became this reminder for Leah that yes, I was right about Pope, but how many of my people have died because of Maggie coming back into the walls and Daryl apparently helping her? Exactly. How many more of my people are going to die? And at the end of the day, they both will always choose their families over each other. So do you think Leah made the right move? By... I... By, by realizing that she's got to protect the rest of her family. The five or six people are still alive. I think she's so brainwashed from Pope and being in that mentality and that environment that she wouldn't be able to choose Daryl as much as she maybe have wanted to in her heart. I think she's, she, she had to pick them. She's choosing these dirtbags. Like, Carver's yeah. a dirtbag who treats her like crap. Carver was a piece of shit. Right. Who, who of her brothers, like, her favorite people are dead. Yeah, and no one truly ever protected her. Right, but the people she claimed that she liked were killed uh, episodes ago. Exactly. Smoking guy is dead already. Pope's yeah. dead. Her friend that was killed by in the, in the shopping mall, her guy, he's dead. dead. So I'm not sure why she wouldn't pick. You'd pick Daryl. I wouldn't I know you save. Would. Car- oh well, I would. I would never save Carver's ass. Right, but you you'd save Daryl's ass. I would. I would save it twice. And the rest of them. <laughs> Maggie runs into the only Reaper by himself. Right, there's one Reaper by himself. She runs into them, into him, and although he overpowers her, Father Gabriel shoots him with the sniper rifle from the window. Oh, that was awesome! I actually clapped. Did you? So the same way I that did. Maggie saved Father Gabriel. It, in the last episode of season 10, Father Gabriel has returned the favor. I liked it. I know you did. Pope is struggling for breath. He was stabbed in the neck, but he's not dead yet. Leah pushes him to the ground with her foot and Damn, stabs face first. him in the back of the head. Damn. I would have thought she had some words for him like, I got to protect our family because you wouldn't. Boom. Something. I thought she was going to have a final line, but she really didn't say anything. You know, or maybe she would have like uh, had white smoke come out of the chimney, symbolizing a new Pope. Oh my god! Oh my god! Throwing the religion down. Yeah, throwing it down. Throwing it down. I have my that knowledge. Was, that Spitting was knowledge. that was good. That was Spitting good. knowledge. <laughs> I know that. I'm, I'm not even Catholic. I know that because that's that's an awesome to me. That's an awesome visual when they pick a new. That pope. would be yeah. Well, I'm saying in real life, it's awesome. Oh, in real life, pope. yes, yeah. yes, yeah, exactly. Daryl tells Leah to come with him, and she doesn't. She gets on the walkie and says, "Pope is dead, and Dixon murdered him." He's Damn. with the enemy. Thrown under the bus. Daryl says, why would you do that, girl? He didn't really say the girl part. I threw that in. <laughs> Damn, Le- girl, why'd you do Leah that? Leah says he forgot what was important. Not war, people. You would do anything to protect your people, and so would I. Of course, she really wouldn't because she's not killing Daryl. She knows Daryl's going to run out and come back and try to kill them. She wouldn't do anything no. to protect her people. She would have killed him right then and there. Carver and another idiot show up on the rooftop. Carver says, I should have killed him when I had the chance. She says, close the gates. We're going to kill everything inside while we have the chance to. That could be Daryl also, right? Oh, absolutely. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the episode and we'll tell you what uh, the big news is from Talking Dead. And that'll be that. How about that? We can go rest your voice. So we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Pollyanna McIntosh, Jadis, a.k.a. Anne on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. 
I listen to them on the up, up, up. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Here we go. The final stretch. Back at Alexandria, the doors and windows are not holding, so they start sending everyone upstairs. Judith can't find Gracie. She's in the basement, and the basement is flooding for some reason. She's down there alone. Of course she is. Lydia is the last person to be holding the door. Now, there were four people holding the door. They all ran upstairs, and Lydia is holding the door by herself. Thanks, guys. By herself. (laughs) I don't think so. If she had her whisperer mask, she could have led them away. But she doesn't. She doesn't. Gracie's downstairs. Judith runs down there after her and she said, I came down here to find a weapon so I could protect myself. And Judith grabs a broomstick handle and says, here, use this, stupid. I'm, I'm adding the stupid part. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's knives all over the table and she gives her a blunt instrument oh that needs God. to be sharpened. It's not going to go into any walker's It's not going to do anything. By the time they come back upstairs... Everyone has abandoned the first floor. Lydia's gone. And they run into all of the walkers that have come in the door. Because the walkers, for some reason, even though they could walk down the street, have decided to come to this house. (laughs) Why would the walkers go to the door? Oh, man. Because it was rattling a little bit? And up the steps, too. Right. Up two steps into the door when they walked into a massive community with 30, 40 houses. (laughs) That's the house. Like a good neighbor, the herd is there. (laughs) So the girls run down back into the basement and they lock the door behind them at one of those slide locks. Not the strongest lock on the door. No, but something. Maggie and Negan are fighting the walkers alongside the Reapers because there's a horde and they're trying to kill some of them also. And the Reapers get the call to fall back. And Maggie and Negan are like, why are they falling back? Why would they retreat? Have you ever seen any movie where people fall back? For a reason that's anything other than they're about to set a bomb off. 
<laughs> and they don't want to be there when you. Yeah, they don't the want to be there when it's lit. Right. I mean, there's always some like retreat, but why would they retreat? Like, why would they fall back? Wait a minute. Hmm. What are we doing? Maybe, Maybe they're going they... to blow us up. They could have guns. What happened to all the automatic weapons that they were carrying when they went into town looking for uh, the people in the yellow house? Exactly. Where are all the guns? Nobody has any guns. They didn't shoot any of the whispers uh, or the walkers. Okay, so they both look up and they notice Leah is on the wall about to fire the rockets out of the whoa. <laughs> so the two of them aren't moving and they're staring at the arrows like deer in the headlights. They're right in the freaking front row. So the rockets start firing one at a time as the fuses reach the rockets. They start firing. Now, we don't know if Maggie and Negan made a run for it. Like, look out! And they made a run. But they make it look like they stood there like idiots. They did deer in the headlights. You know that that's exactly what they're like. Uh, uh. Right. Now, I want to make sure I thank Trailer Guy because in the I'm not going to tell you what they show. But now we have, how many cliffhangers do we have? We've got, we don't know if Aaron put out the fire. We yes. don't know if um, Carol and Connie were able to fix the wall. And by the way, quick reminder of two things. Remember Carol didn't want to fix the wall? She wanted to go looking for horses. Oh, yes. Yeah, yep. Horse meat. And remember she thought that Connie hated her because because of what Carol did with Alpha and setting off the bomb. She caused the collapse. She caused the collapse that trapped Connie. And they both are into Daryl, sort of. So when Connie said, <laughs> I'll go with Carol, it sort of made it look like uh, no hard feelings here. Yeah, that's okay? what I thought. So we've got that cliffhanger. We've got the Arrows cliffhanger. We've got the Gracie and, and um, Judith, Judith in the basement cliffhanger. cliffhanger. And T. White Sr. on Twitter, that's T. White 5689, he says, Daryl hasn't told a believable lie in several episodes, these folks, and there was no payoff to the whole Frost thing or whichever interchangeable oh, red shirt guy he was, right? Yeah. So we don't know if he told Pope anything. That's right. We never found out. I guess not so, because Pope treated him like he was one of his own stuff. Here's what I'll tell you, T. White Sr. Number one, I'm not going to reference the trailer, but the trailer does show a few of the people who you mm. weren't sure would make it out of their situation. Hmm. We do see them. So thanks, trailer guy. Trailer guy. Number two, in Talking Dead, I'll jump ahead here. The actor who plays Pope was asked if Frost gave up any information and he says no because had he told me anything I would have killed Daryl immediately and I didn't and I kept confiding in him that's so what no, I thought Frost did not give up the beans I think he just wanted Daryl to think something was up yeah or he was fucking with him or he was just mind fucking him excuse me young lady <laughs> a mind fuck oh okay Mark explicit <laughs> talking dead yes, I'm explicit talking dead Aaliyah Royale Fancy name. That's Iris. Fancy? That sounds like a James Bond film. It really does. Aaliyah Royale. It really does. Yeah, well, it's Casino Royale, but that's why it sounds like it. Richie Coster, who played Pope, Scott Gimple, and Seth Gilliam were on the show. Seth Gilliam says Father Gabriel is no longer listening for the voice of God and realizes he must rely on himself. Now, a lot of people online were hoping that Father Gabriel got to meet Pope so they could be religious together. But that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Also, did you notice we didn't see the 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 the, um, the Reaper priest? Yeah, what happened to him? Well, did Father Gabriel happen to him? Uh, very well could be. He was hiding in the bush. We don't know. And he, and he was he was weird with Maggie. Remember, he was. He's like, oh, I didn't see anything. Nothing. To I see, see, no, see no, here. Nothing, see nothing here. to see here. Richie Coster said this was his fourth character playing Pope that he auditioned for. 
He said he auditioned for Bob. Oh, now, my I God. Now, I don't know if that means Bob the cop that Rick killed, or I oh, assume he... Oh, the dick cop? Right. You should have just shut up, Bob. Like, just should have laid... I love that stopped. line. Is it Tainted Meat Bob? That's what I was thinking. I only thought of Bob the cop because he's white. I, I know they can cast whoever they cast, but they set up... Yeah, I listen. I, I'm just that's what it made me think of Bob first was the cop Bob. But then I thought, oh no, Tainted Meat Bob. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of first. Yeah. But then I thought he was too old to play Tainted Meat Bob. Yeah, he was. Which is why I thought he was Bob the Cop Bob. And that was right? such a small role. Bob the Cop had, was on a couple episodes. Yeah, but like Pope is like really a well, character. Well, he ended up. Oh, but he wait, 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 wait. There's more. Oh, okay. He also auditioned for Abraham and Negan. Whoa! Did you not watch Talking Dead, Jamie? Um, I watched that, part of it. Maybe, maybe. Okay, not this part, which was the beginning. Okay. Uh, the Walking Dead returns February 20th, 22, to 2022. They put up a poll. Why you, were you surprised that Leah turned on Daryl? 30% said yes. They were surprised. I wasn't surprised. Oh. You weren't surprised. No, I wasn't. Chris Hardwick asked Scott Gimple if the CRM knows about Commonwealth. And he said... I can't really comment on that, but I think we'll find out later in the season if they do. Hmm. And then he said, I guess I kind of just told you. Because you can't find out they don't know each other, right? What are they going to say? Boy, I know for a fact there's no other big communities out (laughs) east around the Pittsburgh area. Exactly, exactly. Or we don't have any clue about some military uh, organization out west or north, right? So they obviously know about each other. And we are going to find out. They, maybe they're going to have a war. Oh, shit. Although a I, lot feel of people. Like, I feel like the Commonwealth is where everyone's going to end up. I don't know. We'll see what they do or where Michonne was and who all those people were. We don't know who those people were either. No, we don't. No, we do not. <laughs> Gimple says Jadis is still Jadis on the show, but she has new motivation and new loyalties. Hmm. And we will get a background story on the scavengers. Oh, awesome. That so I wanted like, Maybe to they'll see. explain why she spoke that way. On the up, up, up. up. That's going to be exciting. We'll find out why Jada spoke like that and how that whole group got together. And if they were like the farming community where they were accepted to go out, if you bring us back people, we'll let you live kind of thing. Yeah. And we'll give you food. You you go on the outskirts and bring us people. Because, remember, they need live subjects. As referenced on World Beyond this week. Yes. When Lila asks for a pre-mortem subject. Pre-mortem, the opposite of post-mortem. So, alive. Pre-mortem, that sounds so creepy. (laughs) Right. Now, what if they bring Rick in? I mean, they're not going to bring Rick in. Holy shit, if they did. They're not going to bring Rick in. Because then they have to have him escape. He's going to be on the show. Yeah, it'd be a thing. It would be a thing. It'd be a thing. It's not going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) Not that kind of thing. What was he? It was the hero man? The The noble man. man. The noble man. The noble man. Noble man. Everyone's going crazy, screaming at their phones. (laughs) Noble man, Brody! Noble man! Jamie, don't you listen to this podcast? Oh, I do. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what they were saying. Yeah, we know. You didn't watch Talking Dead, though. Okay. Well, you didn't I, listen I, to the podcast when I talked about Daryl said he doesn't lick him, and you're like, don't forget. What about that I line? really didn't hear you say that part. That's okay. I forgive you. Either way, Jamie, your voice is in bad shape. I'm Thanks so for putting sorry. up with, with uh, the podcast. Thanks for putting up with Jamie. I know you're listening going, boy, Jamie just brought everything down. I'm so sorry, guys. I love you, but thank you for putting up with me today. You know what? Luckily, I was here to save the day. You did. You and, and do Scooby voices <laughs> and Grover and, and his Piggy. And, and Yoda. Yoda. I could do Tigger if you want. I've done Tigger, haven't I? On the, on you did podcast? Tigger? I've done Tigger, haven't I? 
I don't remember. <laughs> That's what Tiggers do best. <laughs> He's my favorite character. I'm gonna Is he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jamie, you're a big fan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We okay. should just do a podcast in that in different voices. As Tigger? <laughs> well, that would be scrumptilicious. <laughs> I gotta be careful. I don't end up doing Daffy Duck, which is, uh, uh, you're despicable. That's hard to speak like that. <laughs> it's harder to speak like Donald Duck. Like, I can do the, but I can't. Wow, that's, man, can't look do at Donald. you. Look at all this hidden talent. Oh, I can do a lot of character cartoon voices. I just can't do, I can't do Donald Duck. Speaking. Speaking. I can just do him like it gets water poured on his when head. When he gets mad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. When right. he gets mad I can and do he that. gets like something dumped on him. <laughs> I can do, I can do uh, Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons. I can do Rastro. Because uh, Astro is very similar oh, to Scooby. Oh, the dog. Yeah. yeah. Ralraz. Rook. <laughs> when I thought his name was Tralfaz. That's a throwback <laughs> right there. That is a th- I, did, I saw him a lot of episodes, but I don't remember that. Uh, gee, Bert. Okay, we got to go. Uh, (laughs) On that note. On that note. It's time, Jamie. What time is it? Mm, Time to shut that shit down it is. (laughs) Well, you're not going to do that? Is Yoda? Just me? No, that was no. I'm going to let that like ride right there because that was amazing the way you just ended that. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.